then there would be that Grimlock joke magic card. You get a whole binder. One card. This is where I keep my Transformers card. Have they never made? I know they haven't made like a like a like a game version of Transformers. Have they never done like collectible cards for Transformers? Sure, I'm willing to bet they well, have. I'd be very okay. So when you get the toys, most of the toys come with a card of some kind. Okay. Or at least something to cut out of the back package. Right, right. So you could fill it up with those. The card has all the stats for the character. Oh man, this guy has eight sword thingies, whatever that means. Lots of sword! <laughs> he has maximum sword. <laughs> because they don't, they don't actually list out what they are. They just have little icons and you're supposed to just know what that means. Well, I guess that's part of learning the rules, right? Oh man, this knowing what the—that's how you know you're not a noob. Yeah, this guy has four shield. I guess that's defense. Yeah, I know what. I know what the little icons mean, so I'm not a noob. I'm better than you. Suck it, Adam. Oh man. Well, that I always hated those little bars though because it feels like you're trying to limit my play you know, like you can't tell me how strong my bumblebee is yes, my bumblebee is as entire... strong my bumblebee is as strong as i want him to be in my make-believe way that's nonsense why the fuck would you be even playing the game if your car it's not a game though i'm talking about the toys they have that oh, on the back right. of the, on, the, on the toys oh, okay okay i thought you were saying like there's no card game for okay that's fair. Although Bumblebee is Bumblebee definitely is mid de definitely. Well, he's he's actually a pretty small small figure. No, so I mean like, like I mean like no, he's, he's Transformers power tier. rankings. He's not super high up there. No, he's pretty lower tier. Yeah. So. He's a so I was being generous, I guess, giving him mid tier. You were you were generous giving him mid tier. Okay. So like I guess like what Primus and. Uh, Unicron would have to be like super. Well, Unicron would be, yeah. Uni I don't even think they've ever made Primus toys, but Unicron would be. Oh man, dude, I was boring happy over here. Holy shit. Unicron, then probably Fortress Maximus. In any event, though, we should stop. Beating around the bush here. We got a lot of shit to talk about today. But well, let's uh, Transformers. Yeah, let's well, let's transform this conversation into an introduction. Oh, look at you! Um, look at you doing segways. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. Larry's yeah. stepping yeah. on a segway game over here. <laughs> segway, like a real podcaster. Wow. The one who really transformed here was Larry into a great segwayer. <laughs> Uh, well, and like well, most like segways, seventy-five episodes in this podcast. Uh, you uh, Correction: We are a hundred and seventy-nine. Oh wow, man! I guess I've worn yeah. out the last few weeks. One seventy-nine, and uh, I did a special interview with Doug Wagner, uh, the writer of Plastic. You can check that out. Uh, so. Is he the one who taught you the amazing Segway skills you're putting on display right now? Yes, right before he <laughs> drove his Segway off a cliff, or off a sidewalk and into the water. Don't uh, drink in Segway. Bad, Good bad advice, things. Larry. Good advice. 
Uh, I mean, every time I drink a Segway, I have a great time, so I don't know what you're talking about. That's how the inventor of the Segway died. Is it really? Yeah. Is that? Wait, real? Yeah. Huh. True story. Drunken Segway accident. Wow. That's, uh, that's a pretty ironic death. It's kind of like that dude who invented dynamite getting blown up by dynamite. Yeah. Uh, Only, I guess, a little less dramatic. Now, nah, well, whatever. But uh, I can we, don't never... we don't know if there was an explosion or not. With, uh... What did he just like, <laughs> eat the powder? How else did he kill him? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but um, yeah, um, I've never actually written a segue. You just lean forward. I've only seen it from the outside <laughs> with like you know people at Disney World who don't want to walk around. Which you know I'm not knocking. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> Disney World's fucking huge. It's a lot of walking <laughs> you have to do if you're at Disney World. So yeah, good idea actually. But then I guess a, and, and the, and the also, overweight security guards in yeah. too. Well, yeah. yeah, they're not overweight. You know, that's, yeah, they got, they're walking all day. So you know, they're segueing all day. Yeah, so you know, I definitely would choose option B there. <laughs> so uh, I've heard you have a list of stuff. Oh, thanks for getting back on track. Yes. Later. We got a lot um, to get to today. Stuff. And before your list of stuff, uh, I'd like to put out something that'll blow all of it away. Uh, it actually probably is on there. 20, 21st Century Fox is looking to sell their entertainment di- You're right, that to Disney. Is on. Yeah. I had heard yeah. that it was the other way, that it was Disney looking to buy well, them. Yeah, well, it no, is it was... the rumors, quote-unquote, of the, them selling it to Disney are being mentioned by the Mulder kids. Right. So, so what I heard was Fox is basically trying to double down on its news and sports branches of their company. And they, they figure that the rest of it is just kind of extra access. Well, to... Stuff that they can get rid of. Uh, according to BBC World, uh, the Mulder children want to separate the entertainment division and Fox News... Uh, the news division, and also separate the Sky Sky Network, right. which is their uh, basically their their ca- their Comcast type yeah. network. Yeah. yeah, it's overseas. Yeah, which yeah, it's, uh, any, any, yeah any yeah anywhere you go in Europe, it's all Sky. It's not it's right. not anything else. Yeah. So, um, they're. They, they they think the uh, distribution medium is where it's at. Well, I'm not going to argue with them, mostly because I really want them to give the X-Men and Fantastic Four back to Marvel. <laughs> well, there are pros and cons to that. I mean, yeah, I do think Marvel, I do think Marvel would do a much better job, Disney would do a much better job of making those movies, especially Fantastic Four. But, it's hard to do worse than Fox did with the but, Fantastic Four. On the other hand, if Disney has control of the X-Men, we'll be seeing far less X-Men movies. And that's not a bad it's thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, thing. honestly, the last few X-Men movies have been very mediocre. If this means that they will keep them in the uh, development process, no, they got something that's actually good, that's definitely not a knock. That's a, that's a good way to approach it. Well, I mean, I guess, how many of the X-Men movies are actual great movies? Well, and that also means all future Deadpool movies will not be R-rated. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Disney's done R-movies in the past. See, 
I think that Disney has the good not sense. many, but they, they do do. Disney, ha- if nothing else, they have the financial sense to recognize that Deadpool did really well as an R-rated movie. And not only is that appropriate for the character, it's what people will expect going forward. They already have proof well, of And this is also yeah. not Disney buying the rights to the X-Men, buying the whole company. Yes. Right. Well, see, this is the part that I care about, is yeah, yeah. getting the rights to X-Men in it. He doesn't so. care about the rest of them. I can, so I can they might actually... Uh, what they might do is keep it a separate universe. Okay. They could. They could. I mean... I mean, if they're smart, X-Men... I mean, it's already should be a well, separate. See, okay. It's, it's already been okay. established at this point. You know, I mean, the X Men, so. even in the comics, effectively are their own thing. You could read nothing but X Men books and still have a wealth oh. of books coming out of it. Well, the, the, did you? They, they are. They announced today that they're making yet another X Men team book, X Men Red, are. because you know three team books isn't so enough. It's gold, we need a fourth blue, one. Gold, right, yeah. blue, astonishing, red. Plus all the damn solo books. Yeah. So. And when are they going to start doing the Wolverine is alive again stuff? Because they already established the Wolverine. I really think they messed up. And if they're going to do an X Men Red, they missed their oper- marketing opportunity not doing an X Men White, so they could do read red, white, and blue like a, a summer. Then you have gold there randomly, and what do you do with gold? It's like the fringe. <laughs> it's, like it's the flag. They, they should have called gold white. Now, and then they could have planned this all out. I guess. I guess. Well, that's clearly not what's happening. No. But. No. Um, all the MCU movies haven't been R-rated, and that is to their credit, because pretty much every one of those properties is not really appropriate for an R rating. If they do a Punisher movie, yeah, sure, by all means. Well, they were smart, and they went with Netflix for their... Okay, yeah. and that was probably the way to go. Yeah, because, I mean, they, they pretty much established that Netflix is their, their gritty yeah. R-rated those are, for all intents and purposes, their R-rated movies. But now that since we brought up Netflix, we'll bring up this other point. So today, uh, Disney basically announced that when they start their new streaming service, all of the Netflix Marvel shows are going to be leaving Netflix and going Surprise! to Surprise! And then they also, on top of that, they announced that they're going to have a live-action Star Wars TV show that's going to be on the streaming service. Is that all the information we have right now? Um, I'm sorry, CBS says what? Exactly. Well, the difference, though, is that people will pay for that? (laughs) People will A, pay for that, and B... The fact that it also has these Netflix shows, which are proven great yeah. This I mean, is... they, they already have content, whereas CBS has no content whatsoever. CBS had the one well, that's show, not I'm true. not going to pay for one show. Not the content. C- CBS that... has plenty of content, but it's content that's all in reruns. Exactly. See, okay, you so know. who gives a flying fuck about that, Larry? Well, you know, I mean, that's... That is more of the, they need better content. So yeah. it's not they don't have content. They don't have content okay. themselves. They need content beyond Star Trek. Because so. they have all the movies, they have all the shows. It's more than just this one show. I think the implication, though, was or, obviously they have more than just the one thing you can click on on their streaming service, but that's the only thing that's worth clicking on on their streaming service. Yeah. But, with, yeah, with uh, Disney, they have 
built into it uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, all the Marvel shows, and Star Wars. And honestly, that's probably going to be very tempting for me when it comes out. Well, and you know, in Star Wars, uh, there are people. I'm sure that people are doing Star uh, the CBS stuff just for Star Trek. Oh, I'm sure. Just like I'm sure there will be people who do it for Star Wars. But now, here's the other thing. Uh, how well can Star Wars support a live-action show? That is an interesting question. Which make, it make, does make me they have done and, okay well, with Clone Wars the cartoon. Uh, now, is this going to take place? They, they didn't announce any details about it, so they just said it was going to happen. So I guess I'll just speculate then. Could, would this probably take place somewhere within the time parameters of the movies? Could it be an old Republic show? It could be. Uh, it could be a whole different kind of. You know, they can jump anywhere. I mean, we, we had the same questions yeah. about the. Uh, they they also announced today that there's going to be yet another Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. Uh, of course. Yeah. Well, they also said that this one's not going to be tied to Skywalker Saga, so it's going to be its own thing, I guess. Presumably still involving Jedi, I guess. I would assume, because, I mean, you can't get rid of... I guess what's the point of it being in Star Wars if you don't have, like, the Force or, like, things like that? Right. I mean, Jedi weren't technically in Rogue One, but they were still... Yeah. Well, I like the Force the way was still a thing, and yeah. Darth Vader was in it. So. Well, the way they played that was really cool, because Darth Vader shows up at the end, and you see what it's like for all these people who aren't Jedi to come up against a Sith, and they are just utterly helpless against him. It was like they were all little five-year-olds that trusted him and looked up to him or something. You, may, <laughs> you took that in a weird direction, Larry. But, you know, yeah, like <laughs> the oh, younglings, yeah. Well, I mean, didn't he just, like, why up and just like, I'm just going to slaughter you innocents. Robot Chicken did a good take on that, where, like, he shows up, he's like, okay, I got to kill these kids. And, like, all the kids are like, he's like, okay, kids, uh, all of you, uh, close your eyes and cover your ears. Oh, are we getting a surprise? Can my surprise just be a hug? And then they, like, close their eyes. <laughs> Eyes and pull over <laughs> ears, and then he like goes to his happy place, and he pictures them. All, he pictures himself like frolicking through a field of sunflowers, and he's chopping up the sunflowers. And in fact, they are the younglings. And then the sketch ends with uh, Padme coming home. He's like, "Oh, honey, I cut you some fresh sunflowers They're on the kitchen table." Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> because there was a decapitated child in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, well, and the other thing with a Disney streaming service, right. I'm not going to expect Jessica Jones yeah. or Daredevil to be dark and gritty. If well, Now, well, I know this because I've seen those things, but with the brand Disney, I'm not expecting dark and gritty. Yeah, but the, in, the stuff on Netflix right now is brand Disney. It's the, right, and I get that. It's stuff that they already own. I think from that, a marketing point of view, though. Okay, but from their marketing, point is of it going to be Disney like, After Dark or well, Disney I, Adult? If, if they want to survive as a streaming service, they have to appeal to more than just kids. Yes, and it would be very. I think they have the wisdom to have you know have you like you know, Frozen and like Moana and whatever on your streaming service for the kids, but have a uh, parental blocked like and this is well and right and this is going to put a lot of 
emphasis on the parents to make sure their kids can't hack their their four-digit password or whatever. Probably already have Netflix, so they were already dealing with that anyway. But it's not it's not a new problem. Well, I mean, fair enough. Disney, I can't imagine them being so foolish as to mess with success here. You know, the Marvel Netflix shows are critically acclaimed, except for the one. Except for the one? <laughs> you, know, you know, they're almost universally beloved. Why on earth would they try to reinvent that when they're putting it on their own streaming service? Don't reinvent the wheel, yeah. Yeah, you want people to come to your streaming service with a proven success and not scare them away by meddling with that proven success. Well, I'm I'm just saying, you know, if, the, if I was going to a park themed with a mouse, I wouldn't expect, you know, Freddy Krueger to jump out or some sort of horror villain. New line of Freddy Krueger. You won't see Fair that. enough. It's worth mentioning that none of the MCU stuff, while definitely adult-oriented, is, like, I think, unsafe for kids, per se. There's some... Except for Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones, yeah, it is not. Jessica Jones is definitely not. But other than that, it's just cuss words. It's nothing that's, like, terribly traumatizing for children, I would say. Fair enough. Yeah, having not watched most of them. They're pretty good. You should watch them. I've heard rumors. Yeah, it's a... Speaking speaking of pretty good Marvel stuff that Larry hasn't watched, did you watch Thor? I watched Thor. What'd you think about it? I liked it. It was very good. It was a lot of fun. Um, I guess bottom line, though, it's in the top half of Marvel movies, but probably not the top five. Yeah, it's definitely definitely not in the top five, but I, I definitely really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely brightened my afternoon watching it. So, uh, yeah, wall to wall last, wall to wall adrenaline. Um, moved at a good, fast pace. A lot of fun characters. A lot of good character uh, interactions. Had some heart to it. You know, had some heart to it. Also, one of the reasons I'm not putting in the top five is unlike Guardians, which knew when to let a solemn moment be a solemn moment. Thor didn't well, really it, have that. It sense. didn't really have that solemn moment to have. Though. Well, okay, I mean, my. Guardians, Guardians 2, you know, had that solemn moment of Yondu dying. Yeah. And Thor doesn't really have that. Okay, but... Okay, spoiler alert. The end of the movie, Asgard gets destroyed. Yeah, but who gives a shit about Asgard? Thor does. Yeah, but do we? Well, it's, I can appreciate in the sense that he's watching his home be destroyed, and he's the one who orchestrated it in order to stop a greater evil. You know, even if I don't have a personal connection to Asgard, I can still appreciate that. There's actually plugging his ears. Oh, he might actually go see it. Yeah, I think he might actually want to go see a movie for once. But yeah, even during that moment, though, Korg's all like, you know, we can rebuild. Oh, wait, no, 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 you're fucked. <laughs> Well, well, those words, but... They also made it a big point in the movie that Asgard really didn't matter. It's not Asgard that matters, but the people who matter. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, I still feel like they maybe could have they, 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 held off on the joke for a moment. They could have. They could have. Because it was definitely wall-to-wall jokes the whole time. Yeah. It has about the same joke moment ratio as Guardians, but Guardians, I feel like, does have an more sincere undercurrent right. to it, which I think does and, make and it And the jokes better. were were 
a lot more offbeat and slower. Oh, they were a lot uh, more uh, awkward. That being said, I had a lot of oh, it was great, great laughs. Yeah, like, it was, it was fantastic. My favorite one was the one where he's like, we're going through there. It's like, the devil's yeah. anus. To be fair, I didn't know it was called that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I didn't know it was called that when I picked it. I really enjoyed Thor and Hulk's banter. I mean, yeah. This was our first chance to really see the see Hulk as a character, not just running around punching shit. Right. Um, and Mark Ruffalo did a good job doing the whole, like, pouty toddler thing. But it was also kind of a little heartrending when they had their argument. Right. When they had their fight, though, that was kick-ass. That was, like, a that was all I needed in the movie to really enjoy it, and <laughs> the fact that the rest of the movie was still really fun and really good is icing on the cake. That might be one of... That, that's definitely a contender for the best um, MCU fight scenes. Maybe, maybe. maybe. I'd have to, you know, let that one kind of mull around in my head a bit before I put it in a ring. I guess. I definitely enjoyed Thor. I think, I think for me it was the best out of the Thor trilogy. Yeah, but um, the, the other Thor movies weren't bad, but up. they were they were among the more mediocre. Movies. Right. The first Thor's fine, but it's. It's fairly formulaic Marvel stuff. It is formulaic Marvel stuff, and you don't actually see Thor do very much in the movie. And then the second Thor, again, it was okay, but... Very forgettable villain. Yeah, and it's it's one of those... It's it's definitely one of the lower rung Marvel. Although, it does have one of my favorite scenes from any of the Marvel movies. The um, Asgardian funeral scene. I really enjoyed that. I thought it was a cool look at Asgardian culture. I thought it was a lot of good like visuals on display with everyone like turning into like stardust and everything. Now, Larry, knowing that we are doing an audio podcast, <laughs> has decided now was a great time to play and wrestle with Flash. Yeah, <laughs> for seemingly no purpose. You don't have to be doing that, Larry. I like to fiddle. Okay, but you know, I take back everything I said earlier about your growth as a professional podcaster. <laughs> well, I, I have to do now, something now to you, counter that. Now you now. assume that your opinion matters to him. And Fair that, enough, but well, you know, I, I assumed he knew better. <laughs> I mean, I mean. Fair, but I still feel like that needed to be said, Larry. You shouldn't have done that. Not overly good. But no, I thought it was good. You should definitely go see it. You were right to cover your ears to avoid spoilers. Although it's not a super spoilery movie. No, it's not. I mean, there's not big twists in it or anything. I mean, well, you mentioned, you know, the trailer tells you you're going to see Thor and Hulk fight, and that's what you want to see. You're going to see Thor and Hulk fight, and you're going to watch Jeff Goldblum be Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, this was just Jeff Goldblum with makeup. Yeah. Like face paint. Yeah. <laughs> I was joking with someone the other day, like, it's almost as though, like, he they didn't even tell Jeff Goldblum he, doesn't he was in act. a movie. He, he, yeah. does, he never acts in any of the movies he's in. He's just Jeff Goldblum. This was just them showing up in, in Jeff Goldblum's house, yeah. and, like, with all the other actors in costume and just following him around. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I could easily see that. Cover your ears, Larry. And I was at one point, I was like, oh, Jeff Goldblum just belted that guy with a stick. I guess we'll put it in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Classic Jeff Goldblum, right? <laughs> Why are you handing me the melting stick? <laughs> yeah. He was very funny, though. He was very funny. I mean, I can't think of a single weak portrayal in the movie. Um, I mean... Kate Blanchett is hella. Hey, she's not one, terribly like the blanks, but she chews the shit. She chews the shit. She doesn't have all that much to do. But, uh, oh, okay. My one complaint about Thor is 
how they just shit all over the Warriors. Exactly. Yeah, I was so mad about that. <laughs> they had such, like, just like... I mean, I, like, I, understand, I understand why they did what they did and the fact that it shows how strong of a of an enemy Hella is but yeah. but they like Some Zachary Livy Zachary Livy had maybe two seconds of screen time you saw him turn his face and then he didn't even get a line no no lines at all Stock got like a line and uh, Hogan got like two lines but yeah they were so unceremoniously killed off and that did sort of rub me the wrong way I wish they hadn't done that what I say especially uh Andrew and Wallstock, they just show up and die immediately. At least uh, Hogan had a fight scene. I guess. I guess it was a fight scene. But even then, yeah. I guess. You know what? The next Thor movie might be them going to Valhalla, and maybe they'll show up there. It's a thing they could do. Although this isn't a rare opportunity for them to let a dead character be dead for once in a while. It's not a villain. Well, they let dead characters stay dead, they're just not the important ones. Like, Yondu's gonna stay dead. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Okay, so I guess I retract that. They do have somewhat of a habit of, like, fake-killing people, like fake-killing Groot. Right. Uh, fake-killing, um... Kind of doing it to Tony at the end of Avengers, but you knew that one. Yeah, you knew that one. Uh, well. Okay. So, the other big news of the week. Yeah, speaking of Marvel. Speaking of Marvel, Marvel just lost its boy. Yeah. You know? Bendis jumping ship to DC. What's up with all that? Exclusive contract. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I was legit shocked when I read that. It is shocking because I mean. Bendis is pretty much synonymous with Marvel. Yeah. He, he, for over a decade, he has steered the ship at Marvel. And for him to leave, that's like, that's like Jeff Johnson. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's... <laughs> Bendis hasn't been Marvel's best writer over the span, but by well, he's, far, he's, he's the one you most associate with their Right. Writing. He's definitely hit a slump in the last couple of years. Yeah. But, you know... It's still a big deal. Yeah, I mean, back in the early 2000s, he was the one writing New Avengers. He was writing Daredevil. He was writing a lot of their marquee franchises. He's the one who was really the um, the captain of the ship for their Ultimate Universe with right. Ultimate Spider-Man for a and, long time. And honestly, he's the reason why most of the Avengers are the way they are today. It's true. Uh, um, the, I mean, the, the, the whole Marvel MCU franchise wouldn't be around without Bendis doing the groundwork and his Avengers run before him. Yeah. He's definitely had a huge impact on Marvel. That is difficult to overstate. Um, that being said, I well, you said it earlier about um, how this, this really means more to Marvel. Than well, yeah, this really hurts Marvel more than it helps DC because really DC's doing just fine right now. They are. I mean, and uh, there's really not much of a spot. Where I can, there's not really not much of a spot where I can see Bendis really going in. I mean, whatever book he wants, I'm sure DC will give it to him. Well, that's an interesting question. What book do we want to see Bendis writing over? I'm sure at one point 
at some point he will end up writing a Batman book. Because surprised every everybody writes a Batman book. And well, I'm not that a, worried about that's that a because decent fit. because um, they can they can just give him his own Batman book. Yeah, like, they can give him his own All Star Batman. Like they sure. give Snyder. Or whatever. I mean, that's a decent fit too. I mean, it's kind of you know the, the gritty street crime right. book, and that some of his best work was in Daredevil, and you know. Batman does sort of feel that niche. And I'm sure he'll write a Justice League book at some point. Yeah. There's no way he doesn't. But what really interests me is, like, what... Bendis really likes to write those lesser-known characters. He likes those Luke Cages, those Jessica yeah, Jones. I could see him writing The Creeper. I could see him writing The Creeper. That'd be, a, that'd be a weird pick for him, but I could see it. <laughs> but who do you think is going to be... DC's Luke Cage that he picks. I don't know. You no, know, kind of like plucked who, from the choir. Who's, who's going to be his date night <laughs> issue? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, though, I mean, Bendis did. He did. He did more for Luke Cage than he did for any other one character. Oh yeah. I mean, except for like guess um, Ultimate Spider-Man, but that's kind of a cheat. Luke Cage was plucked out of obscurity. Yeah. Because of Bendis. I mean. He is one of the more prominent mover and sh- movers and shakers in the uh, Marvel universe now. When before he was just kind of that like black exploitation character from the seventies, right? That nobody cared about. Yeah, we wouldn't have the Marvel Netflix show certainly no, if not for Bendis. We would not. But so, who do you think it's going to be then? Uh, I don't know. I could see him writing like a. a a Legion book, but you know, well, Hickman. Gonna give the book if, if, but Hickman uh, allegedly has gotten a Segway. has gotten a deal from DC too. Yeah. So, and and if there's anybody I want to write a Legion book, it's going to be Hickman. Yes. So the other big news is not official yet, but it's not official. Supposedly they are in talks with Jonathan Hickman, which would be a huge uh, asset to the DC book line of books. Yeah. Um, I would love to see Hickman write some Justice League. I would love to see Hickman write Legion. Um, that, although, as you were saying, that's not nearly the... Hickman's always been freelance, to a sense, where he's not Mr. Marvel like Bendis is. Right. But, yeah, Hickman has definitely been the superior writer, at least for the last several years. But also, you know, Hick or uh, Bendis leaving Marvel puts a lot of his Marvel properties in weird spots. Like, who takes over Miles Morales now? Well, it will Riri eventually. Will Riri still be a thing after he leaves? Whoever takes over the character, I really hope they change her name. Like, have her go by, like, whatever her actual name is, not for you. <laughs> I, I, that was I know that's the biggest sticking point for you. It was. Character. It's the main reason I'm not reading the book is because I hate the name Riri. It makes her sound like she's a frickin' toddler. <laughs> Riri is not a name that adults use. I get that she's only, like, 15, but it's not a name 15 years old. Ugh. I hate that name. <laughs> whatever. But, um... Well, I don't know. Um, the biggest thing is going to be someone writing Miles, because that character's been kicking it around for about the last decade, and no one else has ever written him for an extended amount of time. Or right. Probably that way. I mean, he's been in a couple teen books. Yeah. But other than that, 
And it's been bendis all the way. Okay. So that'll be a real transition of no to Someone's going to take over for the character. The character is an established, popular character at this point. So they're, it's not they're going to retire him or anything. No, no. Miles is too popular at this point for him to go away. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see yeah, who's... Who in Marvel's current lineup do you think steps into that role? Well, if I if I could pick any Marvel writer to write Miles Morales, it would be David F. Walker. He's the guy who wrote the uh, the Power Man Iron Fist book. Yeah, he's, I think he's writing, or he's been just writing the Luke Cage book right now. I don't think so. I think he's writing the Luke Cage book right now. But I I think he would do a fantastic job. I can see it. That's a good matchup. Uh, right, so but it makes too much sense. Right. Right. So but the one who he's really leaving in the lurch here is probably no, Riri, because that's not as established. She's not as established. She does run the risk of. It, and she had a lot of backlash against her. I mean, it's not. It's not warranted backlash. I'm not. I'm not giving to that backlash. Yeah, but this could be a case where inadvertently the assholes win because inevitably Iron Man is going to step back up and take the mantle. Right. But will there be a effort to keep? Iron Heart around after that happens, or or will she, you know, kind of slip away like like Beta Ray Bill? We don't see him anymore. We don't really know. He's kind of Walt Simonson's baby. Yeah. Um, he he makes a cameo every now and then. He makes a cameo every now and then, and Riri might make a cameo every now and then, but she sure. might not. She might not be a thing. Well, I hope that's not the case. Again, the only thing I allegedly her book does sell though. So I'm glad to hear it because I don't want the assholes to win. Exactly. Really wish they changed. So we were just talking, Larry, about Bendis going over to DC. So is that confirmed? It is confirmed that it's he's tweeting about it. Um, The ink is on the paper. It is definitely a thing that's happening. What's not confirmed is the Hickman thing, which we were also talking about. He's not worthy to be alive. Well, uh, as as far as the Einhardt, um, I don't know. It's it's very weird. Um, for every uh, person that hates that they uh, have made a character of a different race or a different sex, now there's a person that will only buy it because it is that race or that sex. So. Uh, I'm inter- We've had a lot of people pick up Ironheart or Iron Man because of Ironheart, and I wonder if she goes away, if they will stay with the book. Well, I hope that they find something. They, they find somewhere for the character to land because that would be a great shame if she sort of died with Bendis. All right. Now. Well, and can somebody else pick up the same voice? <laughs> Inevitably, no. Has your comment killed in I don't no, think any no, one writer have, uh, can, or should for that matter, just totally emulate another writer. But can they find a voice that's appropriate for the character while still being different from Bendis' voice? That's an interesting question. I don't know. So, I mean, because essentially, uh, even if they keep her around, she's still got to be a well-written character. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the matter. bottom line, is 
the characters stay or go based off of the quality of their stories. Um, Kamala Khan has stuck around for a while now, and it's pro pretty much a permanent rotation Marvel character now. Not necessarily because of the diversity aspect, although I'm sure that's a big part of it. It's because the stories are damn good. G. Willow Wilson has done a great job writing her. That's another one that's going to be weird, because uh, Wilson will eventually stop writing the character, just by course of inevitability. Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting to see someone else pick up that torch, too. I don't think anyone else has ever written the character except in teen books right. for any sort of extended time. Um, speaking of, I, it's kind of tangential related to both conversations there. Um, I was picking up the Miles, the Spider-Man book that Bendis had after um, <laughs> Secret Wars, and there was a cameo by uh, Miss Marvel in one of those, and he really got her wrong. Like it, it was weird hearing Bendisisms coming out of uh, Miss Marvel. <laughs> But then yeah, I guess that is the inevitable fate of all the DC books that Bendis tried. It'll probably be great for the first arc, but it'll get old fast at this point. Yeah, I can't wait for that that Justice League book where every single character sounds exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, they do tend to run pretty samey after a while. Oh, I mean. It's, it's still a huge win. It's the same guy. Yeah, it's 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 hard. Just if things, nothing else, because it's a big fuck you to Marvel. It is a big fuck you to Marvel. He's incompetent. It's so great. Well, now, let's... Man, you uh, Disney the getting their comeuppance for just like knock them out, yeah, like the, thinking they can dominate uh, all yeah, in yeah, every yeah. form. Yeah, DC has been it's just it's just a cycle, yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, they go back and forth. He, he I mean, barely gets five years ago, everybody was jumping ship off of DC, going to Marvel. I imagine he was paid, and now it's the other way around. It's still a balance between the two. There was a time where I was I don't think I was picking up any DC books for a minute there, but yeah. It was bad. Yeah, <laughs> in the immediate uh, like New Fifty Two stuff. Well, not towards, immediate. Towards the end no, of the New Fifty Two. After the initial and surge and of the New Fifty Two, it's like ah, oh, god. Yeah, after after about issue twenty five, most of the original writers left all the yeah, New Fifty Two yeah, books, and they just dropped quality. Yeah, Wonder Woman. So Wonder got, Woman dropped so like a rock after. Got her. Oh god, I can't remember. So, Brian Azzarello left it. Uh, pretty uh, much the only, uh, it was Green Lantern that Jeff Johns that stuck with it no, through no, the Jeff Johns he left didn't... At issue 20. Okay. And got over. The only, the only creative team that stayed the entire time was Batman. It was Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. They stayed on Batman the entire run. Even that I dropped after Zero Year got like one third of the way done. <laughs> So, like, you know, 20 issues into that storyline. <laughs> it was only 12. It was only an entire year. It felt longer. Books. It honestly did. It, <laughs> it was the zero year. Um, uh, but no, I mean, I'm still picking up all the Marvel books that have kept consistent creative teams. Like, I'm still picking up Jason Aaron's Thor. I'm still picking up Miss Marvel. Um, but, yeah, it does seem like the momentum swing is definitely in DC's favors nowadays. And this might is just another uh, body blow to Marvel. Another, another, another thing that might, Bendis might be doing. So, 
DC's been announcing this like new age of heroes. They have all these new characters they're, they're introducing after metal, like uh, Damage. Okay, so Damage is just the Hulk, right? Because right, it looks like right, he's just right. the Hulk. Well, they have officially announced that they're going to delay that until the new year. That and the new year, they're going to start releasing these books. So Damage so, may be Bendis doing the Hulk. So okay. So is Bendis going to make his own new character for DC? I mean, probably. It sounds that, like, that'd be that'd be the best use sounds, of it. Uh, sounds like the way that's the way the ducks are aligning here. But um, speaking of damage, is that the same character that was in Justice Society a few years ago? Like, because they look nothing alike. I have zero. Because again, this is the Hulk. <laughs> but it does just look like DC's version of the Hulk, which they already had with Omax. So I don't know what. They also already had it with Doomsday. They also Doomsday. already had it with Blockbuster uh, <laughs> to some extent. Solomon Grundy a little bit. <coughs> Mostly Doomsday, though. Doomsday is just the Hulk with bones. With bones. Yeah, but no Bruce Banner. Yes, it's Bannerless Hulk. Well, that's the part that people care about, right? It's the Hulk part. Right, right. It's all smash. I mean, a good writer can make Banner. You don't fine, see but, the uh, indestructible... Bruce Banner. Yeah, you're reading the book to read about the Hulk. I mean, that's the interesting part of the character. But, yeah. Well, and of course, Doomsday, uh, he wasn't ever a good guy, though, was he? Well, that's certainly true. Um, Doomsday just showed up to beat Superman to death, and then they've been, like, adding on stuff to his backstory. Originally, he was just strong guy comes out ground, punches Superman till he dies. That's pretty much his whole character. Actually, good. I thought I missed something and that, there. And that was the highest selling comic book of all time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Death of Superman is not terrible. And now it's the most commonly attempted to be sold to a comic book store of all time. Really. I get people trying to sell me that book all the time. Well, like yeah. the graphic novel or like the di- issues. I could maybe understand them trying to sell you the issues, but why? Why would they try to like kick back the graphic novel? Surely you have a copy of that somewhere in the store. Multiple. Yeah, I'd be surprised if shocked if you didn't. It is one of those stories I feel like everyone reads at some point, but that precisely for well, everybody reads it because it's the death of Superman. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that the the story in and of itself is of good quality or worth the the title of being the highest selling comic book of all time. Yeah, I mean it's fine. It's it's fine. It's not it's not great. great. Yeah. I feel the same way about Infinity Gauntlet, honestly. I feel like that was that was the one where I had the biggest high flash of any major event that I can remember. Because like, I wasn't alive when it came out. Well, obviously. When it came out, it was it was a big deal. But I mean, a lot has happened since then. Well, people like type it up as like the best comic book event ever, and like you know, oh, it's required reading for everyone. I read it; it's fine. But... I think I think the big reason to get um, the Infinity Gauntlet is the artwork. It is good artwork. The artwork is stellar in it. Um, but it's one of those stories where, you know, it's so iconic that, you know, bits and pieces of it have been taken and redone and, you know, you've seen it redone better in different places, more modernized. Kind of a Seinfeld syndrome. Kind of, yeah. Well, you know, you see that with The Matrix. Exactly. Or, uh, you know, any high special effects movie or whatever. 
you know, you watch it ten years later, you know, you've seen these special effects. Breaking Bad is another example. They did all these crazy camera angles and this this more innovative storytelling technique, but it was very emulated there afterwards. So I really appreciated the cinematography of Breaking Bad, I suppose. It was more aesthetically engaging characters. That's the reason I like it. But, yeah, I can totally see that. Um, sometimes uh, old shows become victims of their own success in the sense that they are copied and improved upon over successive shows. Right. Thus the whole Seinfeld syndrome thing. Um, apparently, and myself included, you go back and watch it, it's like, okay, that's fine, but it's not like the best thing ever that yeah. people make it out to me. But it was when it came out. It was groundbreaking when it came out. Yeah. Alright, so we got everything on our list. Let's, Let's check it twice. Did you watch Stranger Things yet? I haven't watched Stranger Things yet. Oh yeah. I am a piece of shit. I didn't go back. Um, I've only gotten about half of it. I haven't watched it yet either, so. Don't feel bad. I'm liking what I see so far. But. Yeah, I just. I don't have as much free time as I thought I was going to have. Especially because I did that stupid podcast with Gomer last Saturday when I could have been watching Stranger Things. No! <laughs> well, that's that's your mistake. Yeah. <laughs> when you have an option to do anything or talk to Gomer, you do anything. You do whatever else there is to do. Like, if you have a list of chores to do, it's better to do that. Yeah, no. I, I was a fool. I was a fool for... You wasted an hour of your life. Yeah. Talking to a sentient acro. Uh, well, damn. Now that's them some harsh words. I mean, are yeah, you sure? Gomer, so. I mean, are you sure you want to use such strong words like sentient? No, the afro ah. is sentient, but the rest of the body it, is just it's like drone that it's attached itself to. The afro is like some parasite. That's, yeah, that's how the afro is so strong okay. and resilient. Is right. It's fed off of whatever poor schmuck we now refer yeah. to as Gomer. Gomer was probably just, like 300 pounds before uh, uh, the that's afro. That's also why he's so skinny. He's, he's, just, this, yeah, he's just this husk that's being drained slowly at the time by this alien being. <laughs> We need, to, we need to we need yeah, we need to put him down before it before more harm is done. What a poor soul! Yeah, it's really an act of mercy. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Oh man, I'll endeavor to have Stranger Things watched by next week. It won't matter then. We'll be beyond it. Ah damn! By next week. No, it's not next week. It's the week after we'll be talking about uh, Punisher. So. Oh, so it is actually coming out this time. It's coming out on the 17th. And you're not just, like, not bullshitting you this, this time. time. Okay. Unless they, unless they decide to change it again. Okay. Well, I'm sure that'll be good. <sighs> Let's hope no more mass shootings happen right before it comes out this time. Which is more of an if than it should be. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's a sad state of the world, I suppose. Yeah. Man, I really brought a buzzkill in there. Yeah. My bad. Man, you're just, you're just sucking it up, this podcast, man. man These last few minutes are where I'm really <laughs> dropping the ball. I feel like I had a strong opening. <laughs> really, 
Larry hit the high point with his amazing segue. And it's been all downhill. Yeah. Uh, since wow. We can't match that segue. I mean, we're not gods. Fair enough. Um, wow. Is that the final word? The final word? Oh, man. Uh, I guess I yeah, yeah we have really dipped in quality here. I, I think we need to start wrapping this thing We need up. to turn this around oh, with our gosh. final thoughts. This has to be our best final thoughts ever. Adam, you're first. I really like <laughs> No pressure. This. I really like this Transformers Optimus Prime binder. I'm not going to buy cool. it because I don't have any cards to put in it. Yeah, I mean. But, but it is pretty cool. And if I did have cards to put in it, I would put some in there. That is a pretty dope thing. Um, Where are your next? Well, okay. And for a real final thought, I really hope. Marvel does not, or not Marvel, but Disney does not overexpose this to Star Wars. Because they're not, they have this, a whole other trilogy coming out. They have okay, so all yeah, of these in the pipe live right action now, TV shows. Uh, like, announced things, we have that trilogy. So, one, two, three. Yeah, that on trilogy. On Solo. Solo. The other. <laughs> episode nine. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, I'm not counting the. And then, and then is, is Boba yeah. Fett? A thing? I don't know that it's a thing, Sorry. but I'd Sorry be surprised if it was never a thing. Like, uh, I, uh, there's got to be some movie between Episode Nine and whatever the next trilogy is. Yeah. There, that's the plus the live action, and I'm sure they'll put movies in between each of those movies in the trilogy. Right. So we're looking at conservative estimate a half a dozen movies over the next eight or so years, let's say. Exactly. Um, and then the, the live-action TV show. That's a shit ton of Star Wars. It is a shit ton of Star I mean, Wars. Don't get me wrong. I it's love these Star Wars. Wars. That's a shit ton of Star Wars. So like Star okay, Wars, so but... are they coming out with one a year? Is that that's, pretty that's much what it's going to be? What a rough, yeah, pace that they're going at. So uh, at at the pace of one a oh. year. Eventually, the quality has to go down. Eventually, the yeah. quality has to go down, and at some point, it's going to stop being. Important that Star yeah. Wars is coming out. It's going to stop meaning something. I mean, Star Wars is special to a lot of people. Right. Like, I had a grin creep across my face when I heard the intro, the, the intro call music when I went to go see Force Awakens. Right. And eventually, you do get diminishing returns if it's just a thing that comes out all the time. So, well, yeah. I have fears about that. Well,. Those are legitimate I mean, fears. Uh, I mean, I mean, Dis Disney, Disney's been, you know, hitting it out of the park so far. The, the two, I mean, the so two far. Star Wars movies that I've seen from Disney have been great. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's low-hanging fruit. They've avoided a dip in quality with the Marvel franchises, and that's pumping it out even faster than one a year. That's three a year. Yeah. Although but I am, I am hitting, I, I will say I am hitting a point with the Marvel movies where uh, I am not as excited to see. Them. Yeah, I guess with, unless it's specific ones where it, it feels like it's more, you know, I'm just going because. Okay, but that it's being thing at this that point. being said, let's look at their slate down the line. Back, ah, Black Panther looks no, awesome. Black Panther looks hell. awesome. 
Uh, Black Panther is one of the ones that has me excited. The and... next one after that is Avengers, and I'm excited as hell. Right. Um, the next one after that is... Captain Marvel, I think. Is that the next one? I think it's Captain Marvel. I don't know enough about that to be excited yet, but I'm sure it'll be pretty good. I'm sure, but it's going to be another origin movie from... But at the very least, the next two that we know, that I know for certain are uh, the next in this lineup, I'm still super hyped about them. So they're probably going to end up falling into a pattern of movie origin... Or, or non-origin movie, then origin movie, non-origin movie, then origin movie, you know. Well, if or, they did get their hands on the X-Men and the Fantastic Four, that could be a shot in the arm. Um, that's a big, like, those are iconic characters that they can cycle into the rotation. Um, so, yeah, I, and of course, yeah, you know, not being the the world's largest Star Wars fan or whatever, you know, I'm not going to get the super hyped or whatever. Uh, are you a fan of Sleep. We mostly just know the things that are awesome that you hate. Like, what's an awesome thing that you actually like? I like Legos. Uh, yeah, I used to be a really big Walking Dead fan. I still like The Walking Dead, but once again, it's it's having trouble maintaining its quality level. Yeah, outliving itself in a sense. Yeah, and if they wouldn't ever try to be just like the comics, it it still would have been unpredictable. Yeah. It'd be a lot better. Fighting works on works is not such a good idea. I guess they had really. Well, I guess my final thought is going to be: I hope that Justice League doesn't end the 2017 movie slate on a down note. Thor was Thor would have been a good one. It won't. It won't because Star Wars still comes after it, so you'll still end up in superhero. But superhero, yeah. Thor would have been a good one to go out on. And I'm, okay, I'm like 99% certain you, that I'm not going to enjoy Justice League. Have you seen that Steppenwolf? He looks... Yeah, but he, see, he, he looks like I could pay Gomer's kids to render a Steppenwolf and they would look better than the one in the movie. But I don't give a shit about Steppenwolf, so that is that. Well, like, I don't even give a shit about him as a character. I just mean, like, like he looks terrible. I mean, he looked, he looked better than the Enchantress's brother from Suicide Squad. He did. But that is like saying it looked better than like a 1999 screensaver. Over, over under. Yeah. Over under. Do you think Steppenwolf will be in the movie longer or shorter than Enchantress's brother, whose name I still don't know? See, that's the thing. I left the movie having no idea what the character's name was. I'm not sure they ever said it out loud. I had to look it up after the fact. Apparently, it's Incubus. Incubus. Okay. I had, that's, I only know I that. Won't, I won't remember that tomorrow. I only, okay. well, I only knew it because I was curious enough to look it up and see if he actually did have a name or if I just completely missed it. Which, he did have a name, but I'm not sure I quote-unquote missed it because, again, I'm not sure they ever said it. Okay, so over under Justice League, better or worse than Suicide Squad? Then Suicide Squad... That's like saying over under on this D six, you're gonna roll better than a two. Okay, but see, that's not a 
given. I think okay. And I don't know. Okay. I don't know about Suicide Squad, but I think it will be better than Batman versus Superman. I'm confident in that. I am confident. But that. how much better? I I cannot tell With you. With the success of really Wonder don't. Woman, they at least yeah. have. Oh, this worked. Yeah, and they're yeah. probably playing up the at Wonder least, Woman At least they roles. have that. Wonder Woman will be in the entire movie instead of the last ten minutes. Yeah. And then and then there are other other characters like like Flash might be semi entertaining. I don't want to condemn the movie before I've seen it, but I really do have pretty low expectations here. And hey, maybe that, that, that's not that maybe that'll be the secret to its success. Yeah. yeah, maybe I'll go in expecting like you know a just like D movie, and it comes out and it's like a B movie. And I'm like, whoa, wait, woo! Yeah. Which you know, that's uh, I think part of the reason people were so impressed by Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's because they're we're so expecting it to be a shit movie. Wonder Woman was a good movie amongst a bunch of bad movies, so it made right. it seem like a great movie. And I think if, as long as it's passable, this will be considered a success. Yeah, I mean, Wonder Woman though is somewhat of a unique case because that is definitely the most important movie that came out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, did it have its flaws? Sure. It was a solid B plus, I guess, if you're looking at it like outside of the historical lens, but. The fact that it was a success is a great thing, and I'm pleased to death that it happened. Really? On the. Historical diversity. Uh, this the there's two off year governor and state elections. Uh, that we've had our first openly transgender state representative elective. She defeated the guy who introduced the uh, transgender bathroom bill, which makes it even more of a ironic and. You know, a fairy tale type ending. Uh, nah. And then. I uh, like her response, too. Because, like, they asked her, Do you have anything to say to him? And she said, Well, he's my constituent. I don't talk bad about my constituents. <laughs> <laughs> Which was both a noble thing to say and a great fuck you. <laughs> it was a great response. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Really accomplished a lot with a good, good economy of word usage on that one. Uh, I guess we're down to Larry's final thought now. What you got, Larry? Well, uh, I spent the past weekend at a retailer summit. Huh? Uh, they're talking. Uh, this was put on by Southern Hobby Supply. They do a lot of. A lot of sports cards, training cards, a lot of board games and collector stuff. Uh, so we got to see a lot of new games, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, just classic games. And we got to do a lot of play testing and stuff like that. So that's always always fun to get to learn a lot, you know, and play a lot of different games. And I saw... Uh, a. A small indie publisher that I really uh, was impressed by. That's what Larry likes. Larry likes board games. That's what he's a fan of. Well, board games are an awful lot of fun. So, uh, there was a company called Genius Games, which is a small company that put out, uh, you know, semi-educational games. Uh, 
that were all based on hard science. They were, you know, uh, simpler games, trick-taking games, and stuff like this, and so, fun games, so but... they're semi-educational, they only tell you, like, half the truth? Yes, they only tell you half-truths. They're actually all about, about politics. <laughs> Nothing but half-truths. Now, uh, the guy that designed, the, the founder of the company and the designer was a biochemist. And so, you know, there's, uh, you know, uh, a trick-taking game where you're basically trying to build molecules and stuff like that. But they're all actual molecules. And, uh, you know, yeah, there's a worker placement game where you're trying to be the most efficient cell. But you're doing things that a cell would actually do, you know. Um, you know, and there's... You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, cool. This is pretty neat. Uh, definitely worth checking out. Uh, Genius Games. Of course, it's not a paid plug or anything. Yeah. So uh, that was neat. Uh, now we uh, got to check out the new Magic the Gathering set, Iconic Masters, which comes out next week. Looks like it'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be a limited edition uh, set with a $10 retail pack. Uh, which, you know, is a lot more than the four of a normal pack. But this, of course, will have a guaranteed foil and be a lot more of, uh, you know, reprint of very uh, high-demand cards. So, you know. Effectively guaranteed to get something good. Well... Yeah. Not guaranteed. High probability of But uh, like half the rare cards are worth more than ten dollars. You know, even after being reprinted. So that I think it'll do well and it'll be fun to open and it's designed to be drafted. Uh, you know, and they do these every so these limited sets every so often, you know. And of course they're doing a crazy wacky joke set too this Christmas and that uh should be fun, you know. Uh you know, I got to play a game called Bunny Kingdom. Um uh, it's about the tagline is increase your fiefdom just by a hair. Just, uh, I hate that, Larry. I, hate that. <laughs> I didn't make that tagline. I didn't make it. Uh, but uh, it was... I uh, puns. But puns are what gave you Darth Tate. Exactly. That's not a, not a feather in their cap there. That is a feather in a cap. What are you talking about? Darth Tate yeah. is the worst. Darth Tate is the best. Uh, well, Except for the alien one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that counts as a pun. It's not a pun, <laughs> but it, it's, it's the best Mr. Jones. Oh, God, I had to stop thinking about that. I stopped thinking about it, too, but you're sitting right next to a bunch of aliens. You are sitting a bunch next to an alien. And Paul Reiser. Paul Reiser. Yeah, yeah. Man, he's in uh Things, too. I have gotten far enough in Stranger Things to say, you know, nice fucking advice, Samwise. <laughs> he didn't, okay, okay. He didn't have the context necessary to give good advice in that situation, but still. Way to go, Sam. Well, uh, Bunny Kingdom is a drafting slash territory control game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one back on track. Okay. All right. Uh, 
Yeah, unfortunately, I haven't had the time to sit down and marathon Stranger so, Things. But like, because there's this bunny game, kind of like Risk, but like bunny theme. No, uh, honestly, it's you draft cards, and the cards are territory represent territories you can take over. It's not a battle game. Okay. Uh, yeah, you and you. Th- take over certain areas and you can upgrade them and combine them across the board in different ways. Uh, and certain territories can take take or, or produce resources and uh, basically the resources the territories produce times the uh, the castles essentially have the multiplier effect for the score and uh, it's kind of hard to explain a territory control game if you've never actually played a territory control game. Sorry, I put you in that position there. Well, you should play more territory control games. Or drafting games. Or board games. Play some more board games. In between your comics, play board games. But I don't have any friends. Well, come down to Comic City 2 any Saturday, Saturday and play board games. Board games. Play Pandemic or Betrayal of the House on the Hill and things like that. But those folks moved to San Francisco. Fuck them. I know. Well, they're bound to meet some friendly people there. But they didn't wear a flower in their hair. Well, maybe the friendly people won't greet them then. I don't know how that works. Uh, I do not know. I wasn't alive then. I mean, I could operate the Google Foo uh, and tell you. I'm not sure what the name of that song is. You're going down to San Francisco. Try to wear a flower in your hair. See, I wish you knew who sang it that way. I could respond right now. Let's keep it that way. Uh, what, you don't like the soothing sounds of the Yes, sure, to me. Some gentle people there. There he sounds like he could be this a late night radio host. Listen to the calm, soothing sounds of the thunder. That's not Casey Kasem. I know, but he's a famous disc jockey, so that's just. <laughs> he's just the only one I can name. <laughs> on top of my head. Legitimately was, but yeah. Let me do that. And uh, yeah. The one that always comes to mind is uh, the Wolfman Jack. Yeah, oh, the Wolfman Jack. Yeah, he's almost like a. He's he almost sounded like a Macho Man, only that smoked more cigarettes. You know, like if Macho Man smoked two packs a day, that would be now on top of what he actually does. Wolfman Jack, he's got stacks of hot wax coming for you all day. It was but um, the artist is Scott McKenzie of the song. Uh, yeah, so. Oh yeah, that's definitely a case of the song being more famous than the singer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of Scott McKenzie before. Uh, yeah, I mean. 
I think that was probably his only big hit. Um, yeah. uh, born in 1939, uh, died August 18th, 2012. Uh, known for his hit set, hit single, San Francisco. Slash, it's San Francisco. Uh, and... In parentheses, be sure to wear a flower in your hair. Um, that's not a great parentheses. Probably not. Um, let's it's okay, see. Larry. You don't need to read his whole Wikipedia page for us. Apparently, he also did some songwriting for the mamas and the papas. Good for him. Anyway, it definitely sounds like it's time to call it a show. Um... And according uh, to his Wikipedia page, used to rock a mean porn stash. That is cool. Does it actually use so... those words? The... No, no, it just yeah. uses a picture to show right. you. That is, that is cool. Oh, yeah, so that's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good no, no, I think it's a fairly common interpretation. Feel free to check Wikipedia for yourself. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be more entertaining if Wikipedia would, like, kind of editorialize. Like, <laughs> Just search up poor stashes. You know, Even though this guy looks like a child molester, he's actually a pretty chill dude. <laughs> he actually dressed up as the original Barney. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, there's lots of fun games there, um, and the convention they always have sales and specials. And I was able to get a hold of some old, out of date Magic product that I'm we might you're do bringing somehow. this back to the convention after all this time. I feel like we left that behind a long time ago. At this well, he's point. gotta he's gotta finish his his. Uh, we his never left there. the convention. We're still there, right? The now. convention's <laughs> in your mind, man. Freaking me out here, Larry. <laughs> you are freaking out, man. <laughs> when is that supposed to? When is Super Trooper Two supposed to? I don't. Out? I don't know. I don't even believe that's happening. It is actually happening. They blew past their Kickstarter goals and then some. That's not a guarantee, though. Um, well, okay, yeah. I guess it's going to happen, but there's been a lot of recent Kickstarter horror stories out there. Well, fair enough. Like Mighty Number no. 9. Uh, Mighty Number no. 9. It's a video that, game. Yeah. That wasn't so much a horror story, it's just very disappointing. Yeah. I mean. Because they eventually came out with the game, it just was mediocre. Yeah. What about, what about the world's largest potato salad that got made? I hadn't heard well, about it. Well, did it get made? Yeah. Well, that's not a horror story. Other than the fact that it's a potato Have you imagined the, the the people eating, you know, a thousand pounds of potato salad that's been sitting out it? for all day? Were enough people able, were enough people there that they could get it in one sitting? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This, this is one of the great mysteries that... These are the hard-hitting questions you yeah. he asked here. Uh, and there is one... <laughs> there is one final thought that occurs to me. We oh, never good. introduced ourselves. Oh, shit. Yeah, we never did the intro. Yeah. So, like an hour and 15 minutes into it now. An hour 10. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> So, this has been a fabulous episode of Geeks of the Square Table, episode 179.
And I've been your host, Lawrence of America. And my guests today have been... Are you doing your shitty disc jockey voice again? Okay, whatever. Uh, a, Adam. fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think Taylor said that yet. I said it to Gomer, but I guess... Oh, I kind fair of... enough. Um, I mean, that goes without saying. But... Yeah. Oh, Gomer comes with an applied fuck you, yeah. Yeah. Come find us here. Uh, this is actually more my calm, soothing NPR voice. Thank oh, you. Uh, I was about to go and do some weird bad saxophone noise, but that's Kenny G. And who's John Tash? Who's John Tash? He's like the voice of every yard has been for like 20 years. Okay. You should have stayed in your lane there, Larry. You shouldn't have questioned it. You should have stayed in your lane. Yeah, well, I never claimed to be the impersonator of the group. We'll leave that for AKA David, who uh, shows up occasionally. But never actually gives his name, so people might legitimately not know who you're talking about right now. If they go listen to our back issues, they will. Yeah, but he never get. Whenever okay, he asks, okay. like, did you just refer to the past, the past episodes as back issues? I did. I That's did. But, okay, in those back issues, whenever AKA David introduces himself, he always like. Oh, is that? It's uh, Doctor Doom, or like whatever stupid fucking thing he's doing. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, David. He's you also, know, he's yeah, also like our only hey, listener to this, right? Show, Him and Gomer are our only listeners, so <laughs> and we insulted we the, hey, We also got red shirt Steve. <laughs> yeah, so why don't you go ahead and insult Cheese while you're at it, so no, we can no, get no, rid no, of the red shirt. Red shirt I'm Steve. never gonna insult red shirt Steve. He brings us cheese, yes. which I would also never insult because it was delicious, and we got to eat it in front of Jules when he couldn't. It was one of my favorite podcasts. Speaking of Jules, <laughs> where is Jules? Jules? I don't care where he is anymore. No, it's just fucking Yeah. Well, I do. You're not holding $400 worth of comic books for You're right, I'm not. Oh, wow. Yeah, he needs to get on that. Uh, find us here in Madison, Tennessee. Or find us online at ComicCity2.com. Face, uh, Facebook.com slash ComicCity2 or slash... Facebook. I don't even dot com. It's going to like throw people off if you don't even want. I thought it was a dot org. <laughs> well, you have well, to still type the dot com. Facebook.gov. Oh, man, I totally messed up. I, I put Facebook.xxx. You know, <laughs> I bet there is a Facebook.gov and a Facebook.xxx. You know... Facebook being supposedly a bunch of like tech-savvy people, surely they bought all the domain names that are kind of close to their actual domain name. I don't know. But now I have to type in <laughs> www.facebook.xxx. Uh, <laughs> what we got, Larry? Um... Let's see. Da, da, da. This domain has been reserved ah. from registration. That's probably the way to go. Not actually use that, but make sure no one else can. Turn it down. <laughs> 
Did .gov give you anything? No. Got it. This site can't be reached. Okay. <laughs> Actually, uh, the White House bought that domain. <laughs> what, what domain did they buy? Whitehouse.com. Because uh-huh. they weren't tech savvy, and that was a porn site for the longest time. So was Vatican.com. <laughs> <laughs> As long as it wasn't gay porn, that was just you know, too wrong. You know, if they knew their shit, they would have made it that. <laughs> just, you know, make the best possible use of it. Oh. <laughs> if you're going to be like, fuck you to the bat again, you might as well go all in, right? Okay. Uh, well... And you can also find this podcast on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever bad podcasts are sold. Oh, I forgot we're on YouTube now, yeah. Yeah. Uh, How many of our back issues are on YouTube? Don't don't humor him. I'm humoring him, Adam. He needs this. So calling uh, a comic podcast back issues is bad? No, it's fine. Honestly, it's fine. It's fine. We're just just getting it. Sure, sure. But yes, uh, not enough. (laughs) just a quick survey what comics are you looking forward to um, comics what did I pick up today though? well I always love Mr. Miracle so. Mr. Miracle yeah that's definitely what I'm looking forward to I'm picking up uh, this uh, Moon Knight I picked that one up too actually um, I'm always, I always like Miss Marvel oh uh, Kieran Gillen is taking over Star Wars. That was a very stealth, yeah, creative uh, change. I I didn't hear anything about that. I mean, I never got the memo that Jason Aaron was leaving until I got the memo that Kieran Gillen was taking over. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. Some cool shit to read this week. Any other podcasts I should check out? Um, The explosion thing, I guess. Whatever it's called. I am doing Instruments of Destruction this weekend, but it has Gomer in it, so I can understand if you don't want to listen to it. Yeah, you always got to take it with a grain of salt whenever Gomer's involved. You could just isolate the parts that have me in it and, you know, cut out the rest with Gomer. Do y'all record it left track, right track? That would be very convenient. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're just going to end this painfully dragged out ending. Goodbye. It really has been...